Welcome to Yes Mother, podcast where we cover the A&E show Bates Motel. Uh, tonight we are talking about Season 5, Episode 6, Marion. My name's Sue. My name's Jen. Mama's gonna make all of your nightmares come true. Mama's gonna put all of her fears into you. Mama's gonna keep you right here under her wing She won't let you fly, but she might let you sing Mama's gonna keep baby cozy and warm (laughs) What crashed? (laughs) Oh, one of my cats threw something down on the floor. I don't know. If she plays with it much longer, I'll I'll go grab it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, welcome to Yes Mother. Yes. This uh, this episode we're going to be recapping. Yes, this will be the recap. We've got feedback all done and out and whatever. Yeah. So. All right. Should we just get into it? Yep. All right, so uh, we open with Marion pulling up to the motel in the rain. And did you notice that they have a little Wi-Fi sign? (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Is it just in the window or? No, it's it's by the, it's under the Bates Motel sign. Oh, wow. The one that says like vacancy underneath is like this little. Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I know. I like to think that that's like Norman's first thing that he did after Mother died. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this will be a big draw. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he kept the password. Yes. (laughs) Mother. (laughs) All caps. (laughs) Um, My thing crashed. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the office is locked, and she rings the bell and looks up at the house. The porch light comes on, and we see Norman run down the stairs. He says he didn't hear her in all the rain. They go into the office, and Norman puts on his manager blazer. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's talking to her, did you see him adjust it? The little yes. tiny tag. <laughs> totally. He's so proud. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, Marion asks if she can have a room. Norman says, of course, and asks her to sign their guest register. She asks if she can pay with cash, and he says, yes, it will be $60. It's their off-season, stormy, middle-of-the-night rate. And I just need to say $60 is a much more appropriate yes. rate for Half that motel. Price, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yes. Um. She signs her name as Marie Samuels. Is that the same name that Marion Crane used in the... I remember she used something Samuels. Was it Marie? Oh, I don't remember. Did she? I know it was something Samuels. I thought she used another bird for some reason. Mm. Like instead of Crane, like Crow, but I... No, I swear she used Samuels because that was like one way the 
Sam's name. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, hmm, you know. Um. Yeah. Anyway, oh, can, I, can I challenge middle of the night rate? Yes. It, it couldn't possibly be the middle of the night, right? Um, <laughs> this whole thing happens that night. Yeah, I think it's I think it's late at night. I wouldn't call it middle of the night. Like ten. Ten. Okay. Ten, maybe eleven. And I guess everything kind of happens sort of in real time almost. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything happens within a couple hours. Okay. Because I know. Hmm. I know I noticed the time was 1.30 a.m. at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, I think... I think it was at the end when... After she had thrown her phone out of the window. Oh, and like... And Sam calls it. I, I think it said like 1.30 a.m. or 1.27 a.m. or something. Hmm. Yeah. So just, I think There's a point where we see Norma making dinner and... Well, I guess a fight and a situation like the Loomises were having that could be any time of night because oh, who's yeah. sleeping? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, those, yeah, I imagine those kind of fights can go on all night long. Right. Okay. Um, okay, so she signs her name as Marie Samuels. He asks where she is from, and she says, L.A. She is in White Pine Bay to meet her boyfriend and do some camping. She says she isn't much of a camper and says, you know, the things you do for love. Norman says, I do indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the thought of camping in that rain just, blah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes me, like, scream. (laughs) Gives me night terrors. (laughs) Yep. Uh, she texts Sam and lets him know she's at the motel. Norma says he's putting her in room one. It's closer to the office in case she needs something. He helps her into the room with her bags and tells her the room has everything she should need. It has stationery with Bates Motel printed on it in case you want to make your friends back home feel envious. Ding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um... <laughs> Then he apologizes for not introducing himself and says he is Norman Bates. And she says, like the sign. And he says, exactly. He gives her the key and she asks if there's anywhere she can get a bite to eat. He says not at this time of night and offers to make her a ham sandwich and then leaves. Cuts to Norman walking up the outside steps of the house. He stops and looks up and Mother is looking out the window at him. Mother turns away from the window and Norman continues up the stairs. Then we have the opening sequence. Okay. Here's my first weird thing. Norman seemed fine. And the last we saw him, remember last episode, we were like, he's going down to the basement. Oh, my word. You know? Yes. Yes. He was he, in... he like shut the door and stood there looking all crazy. Yeah. He was in a state. And yep. then it's just like. Hello! (laughs) Like, a lot of mysterious stuff might have happened. Although, it seems like not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's something we gotta shush. 
kind of it kind of feels shishy. It kind of feels shishy. Um, cause yeah, I agree. He looked really crazy the <laughs> last we saw him, and then I don't. This is just a few minutes later, right? Yeah, because we and saw her seeing the sign of the motel. Why would they do that? Why would they leave it on what looked to be a cliffhanger? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe the maybe he was just wasn't supposed to appear as crazy as he was. I don't know. Maybe, and we did see him kind of have that look a few times, trying to keep mother out of his head. That could be it. What I yeah. felt. Yeah, that could be it. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, we got lots of psycho-y stuff right in this little scene. Yeah, we sure did. Him saying he didn't hear in all the rain. Yeah, all the rain. Um, he goes out and gets her bags. Yeah. The uh, stationery. Bates Motel printed on it because yeah. you want to make your friends back home envious. That was a big one. The wet shoes. That's right from it. And it's it was always a weird thing to me. And Psycho was like, well, take off those wet shoes. It's like, you bossy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it fits better in the 60s. People yeah. were a little more like... Yeah. I, I was really, really, really hoping... Because he, he, like, walks her in and is like, well, the room has everything you're going to need. I yeah. was so hoping for that awkward there was bathroom no, thing. There was like, no awkward pointing like, to the bathroom and not and, saying it. <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know, there's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, the bathroom. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for that. But I guess they can't give us all of it. Can't give us all of it. I would have taken that over the wet shoes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, offering to make her dinner because it's just too rainy and late. Sure, and she comes late and very hungry. Yeah. And the except he in the movie he was kept insisting that he's and he invites her up to the house. He invites her up to the house, and she overhears the argument with mother yeah he keeps insisting that he is making dinner anyway it's just going to be a sandwich you know nothing yeah. deal, so you can come up and then she hears all that mess and like mother's like you are not bringing that tramp up here <laughs> no she doesn't say tramp i don't remember what she says <laughs> right right but um yeah so he comes back down and there's kind of a little awkward she heard and right so they just eat in the office instead and then the the putting her in room one, it's closer in case you need something. Doesn't he do that in the... That's why he... Yeah. Yeah. There was another, uh, ooh, what room do you go in and... Right. You know, with the fingers. The little hesitation. Yep. Yeah. Taking one and then, you know, how, talking it up that it's a very convenient room for her. Which I think nine times out of ten, the guests would rather have more privacy <laughs> be like I don't need to be right next to the office <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> so yeah just in that little scene alone what five or six little psycho yeah references can't think of any more I don't know if we missed any but 
Well, mother in the window, but just a different take on it. Because isn't she in the window? Yeah, I think you yeah. can see the silhouette. You can see her. But and... Marion can see it too. Right. So they just kind of did a different twist when he's walking up the stairs. There she is. Yeah. So mother is back. Yeah, so that's his first time seeing her. Right. From when she disappeared last episode. Right. All right. All right. Moving on. Next, we see Norman walk into the house. Mother's at the top of the stairs and asks where he's been, and Norman doesn't answer her. Cuts to Norman getting out some wheat bread, <laughs> which turns out to be important. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Norma comes in the kitchen and tells him ham is better on sourdough. I would argue it's better on rye. Rye. He says he is making it on wheat and continues to make the sandwich. I I get a little smile thinking that of him grocery shopping and does he buy two kinds? Does he keep two kinds of bread for himself? Sourdough and wheat? Or was she just being difficult? No, I think I saw a loaf of sourdough on the thing. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me smile thinking of Norman having... Shopping for two kinds of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of sandwiches. <laughs> that might be the reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many sandwiches. Norman says, the kitchen was pretty messy. I tidied it up. Norman looks around and says, I must have just cleaned it up and forgotten. Norman says, what kind of game are we playing tonight, Norman? He says, it's not a game. I'm insane. Can't keep things straight. I forgot that I cleaned up she says you're mad because i left he says i'm not mad well except in the british sense of the word like the mad hatter in that way i am mad <laughs> such a norman sentence <laughs> grandpa norman <laughs> let me be clear <laughs> but the world is full of mad people who function many of whom are heads of state Zing. <laughs> Zing. He's talking about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I can manage running a motel. She grabs an apple and slices it and says, What did you expect, Norman? You hurt me. I've done nothing but deny myself and look out for you. He says, Did you deny yourself last night? I went to the bar. I know the secret now. She smiles and says, The big secret. whoop de doo I was lonely and got laid. Big deal. That was very Norma. So Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> I mean, you're always going out with that Madeline person. But unlike you, I don't care if you know. I'm actually glad you found out because clearly neither of us have been very happy lately. Maybe it's time for something different. A new deal. Maybe it's time there's no secrets behind us. He says, the only secret between us is that you don't exist. I made you up. My mother is not here. Now get out of my way. And he walks past her carrying a tray of food. She says, if I'm not here, then why am I here? Norman says, because the girl who checked in. Because she's attractive. You see? I'm starting to understand it all now. And he walks away. Norman peeks her head around the corner and says, Norman, you can't outmaneuver me. He says, you're not real. You have no power over me. And I'm going to prove it. And he walks out the door. It took me... The third time watching to realize that mother plants the seed right here of something different and a new deal. 
and no secrets behind us. Hmm. I don't know if it's fair to say plants the seed because he's just totally shutting her out and deciding she's not real, but... Right, I mean... It took me a while to realize that she she's, starts that now. Yeah, she's very manipulative, and it's like... It was Harold and his feedback that, right, that said something about, you know, she tries all these new tactics to, you know, to bring him down. To mm-hmm. He is trying so hard here, you know. Yeah. And, you know, something that I think you don't necessarily put together is the fact that that means he is accepting her death. Right, right. He can't decide she's not here without accepting her death that she's actually dead and that's a huge that was huge deal. that that was one thing that just fascinated me through this whole episode is like this is like the first time we've seen Norman realize or accept she's dead and he seems okay with it he sure does you know like okay she's dead the big thing now is to get rid of this head Norma. (laughs) (laughs) This is the bigger problem, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's so, that's what's just so amazing about this episode is he is trying so hard. Like he's acknowledging she's dead. He's acknowledging he's got this other Norma in his head. He's acknowledging he's insane or mad. Right, right. He even has it figured out that, you know, he's self-aware that it's when attractive women come around. When attractive women come around, boom, Norma's back, you know? So he's so aware of it all. That's a heck of a lot of clarity. (laughs) It really is. It really is. That's what's so interesting about it is just all these, because we've been so... We've been talking so much earlier, you know, earlier episodes, like, how much does Norman know? How much does Norman realize? What does, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we see it. He he knows she's dead. He knows he's crazy. He knows what brings on head Norma. Yeah, I think. And that's huge. He knows that more than we might think. But he, uh, like we've said, I think times when he needs it, he shushes it real good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all kind of confusing. You know, we've always talked about he's kind of insane in two different ways. And, you know, he was in the movie also where it's talking to a presence that's not actually there and then blacking out and being her fully, being her no fully Norman around, right? Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he's blacked out much, right? Not at all in this episode. I mean, the clean kitchen thing's a little weird. You know, it's got to be realizing like the going to the bar and stuff. Yeah, and Doctor Edwards. And Doctor Edwards, you know. I was just going to wonder if uh, when he shut the door last last episode, maybe that look on his face was turning into mother and then she just cleaned the kitchen and then he was back. 
<laughs> Someone cleaned it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so interesting. And it just, I love how self-aware he is of all this. And it just, I'm so excited we have four more episodes. Because mm-hmm. I'm just so excited about that, that. It seems like a lot, but I know it's not a lot. I think, but I know we're gonna see a lot, you know. I don't know. I think we might only get one episode of clarity, and then maybe at the end of next episode, she shuts them down. Which is cool with me. I want to see yeah. that too. You know, if that's what happens, that's what happens. I just, I want to see it happen. I don't know. I, I'm really excited that this happened, this episode, and that we've got so many more. Because in my mind, I was expecting something like this just in the last one or two, and then it just ends, and it's like, hmm, you know, I wonder. Like you think it would end kind of this way, and then you just wonder, it just kind of leaves you to wonder what happens in the next 10 years. Right, right. I kind of had the feeling that's how it's going to go, so I'm really excited we have four more episodes, and that this has happened this early. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Um, next, we see Emma sitting at her laptop reading the article about Norma's death and crying. Dylan comes home. Emma walks into the hallway, and Dylan asks, what's the matter? She tells him she looked up the motel online and saw something. She's crying, and Dylan asks, what? Emma tells him Norman died. Norma died two years ago, right after they left. Dylan says, what are you talking about? Emma says the article says she took her own life. Dylan says she wouldn't do that. He sits at the laptop, sees the article, and starts crying. So, yeah. Boo. Boo, that was really heartbreaking. (laughs) It was. It was. It's not a ton to say about it, but no, it's just so tragic, and especially that it's been two years that she's already been dead. Yeah, and where he and Norma left it, you know. Oh yeah, that's gonna be Ugh. terrible on his conscience. Yep. Sucks. And when he figures out that. Nor- she had already died when he calls Norman. He's just gonna be double pissed. I think. Oh, I know. He's got, he's got so much more heartbreak ahead. Yeah. You know, he's gonna find out about his dad. He's got to deal with Norman. And he's got to yeah. grieve his mother. You know. Ugh. And she's not just in the ground. And he's gonna see her frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the baits. <laughs> Someone get that guy a psychiatrist pronto. <laughs> Call Dr. Edwards. <laughs> got some things to work through. <laughs> Norman's got a brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you ought to make an appointment. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe they ever mentioned him. Well, he did come to visit, so I'm sure Dr. Edwards was aware, because he knows everyone that came to visit Norman. that's right. That's right. Uh, Okay. 
And then next we see Norman and Marion in the back office. She starts eating the sandwich and looks at the stuffed birds. She says her aunt told her, ladies eat like birds. Good thing I'm not a bird. Norman says, oh no, you're not a bird. She asked, she asks if he hunts and points at the birds, and he says, no, he just enjoys stuffing things. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> he does taxidermies on animals that already died. Lots of roadkill. It's a way to honor them, and they're very beautiful, and taxidermy is an inexpensive hobby. Needles, thread, sawdust, and a few chemicals, and it fills up the time. Now, that's from the movie, right, too? I, yes. I swear I remember. Okay. Definitely. She looks out the window and mentions how big the house is. She asks if he has a wife and family, and he says no. He lives with his mother. It has its ups and downs, lately more downs than ups. <laughs> she says parents can be a bitch. Norman says, you have no idea. <laughs> one of my favorite Norman lines ever. <laughs> Um, she tells him her mom died when she was five her dad didn't want her so he sent her to live with her aunt in Miami there was more food but not much else when she was 15 she got a bus to Seattle and has been on her own ever since he says that's quite a story he asks how she ended up in LA she says like a book we've all got a lot of chapters he says yes we do and he starts petting one of the birds Really creepy. <laughs> yes. And kind of glazing over. Yes. <laughs> he says, it's hard to be lonely, but it's also hard to love people, and I think that's the trap. She says, trap? He says, yes, the little private trap that everyone lives in. And we need people, but that need can destroy us. Once you care about someone, it rules you. And who even knows at the end of the day if that person is really who you think they are or if they're even real at all. Marion's phone rings and it's Sam. She apologizes, says she has to take the call and thanks him for the sandwich and leaves. <laughs> I just love Norman, like, this little speech on loneliness and traps and love. <laughs> and, like, like Marion. Marion's like... Saved by the bell. <laughs> he would have just kept going on and on. <laughs> Is the private trap thing a psycho thing? Um, I don't know. Cause... to me, but not enough. And I think, man, I'm an idiot if I'm missing that it is. Well, but maybe I'm confused because it's not. I remember that the conversation that Marion and Norman have in the movie is all about his mother. and Yeah, because like she, she had witnessed. She had witnessed, she had overheard their argument and, like, suggested, you know, I remember her saying, like, no one should talk to anyone like that and, doesn't she suggest that he put her in like an institution? <laughs> yeah, and he gets he gets really kind of offended. mad. I mean, does he go into like the private trap thing there or the loneliness I'm just looking there? Looking it up, it is definitely okay. 
Yeah, well, this is where he does the boy's best friend at his mother. I was, I was right. surprised that didn't happen. I know, I know. And we all go a little mad sometimes. Right, right. But he's already said that in the series. Didn't he okay. say that? Yeah. Here we go. So Marion says, oh, I don't know. I guess I'm looking for a private island someplace where I can be alone and no one can find me. What are you running away from? Why do you ask that? No reason. No one really runs away from anything. It's like a private trap that holds us in like a prison. You know what I think? I think that we're all in our private traps, clamped in them, and none of us can ever get out. We scratch and we claw, but only at the air, only at each other, and for all of it, we never budge an inch. And then Marion says, sometimes we deliberately step into those traps. And Norman says, I was born into mine. I don't mind it anymore. That's right. Okay. Oh, but you should. You should mind it. Norman, oh, I do. Laughs. But I say I don't. You know, if anyone ever talked to me the way I heard, the way she spoke to you, sometimes when she talks to me like that, I feel like I go up there and curse her and, and leave her forever, or at least defy her. But I know I can't. She's ill. Yeah, okay. Okay. It was familiar, but for some reason, I just wasn't sure if it was from that scene or not. Right. So more psycho-y goodness. Yeah. The eating like a bird. Uh, the sandwich. Yes, that was a big one. Because she just picks at it. Yeah. She, like, takes off the top and just kind of nibbles yep. at it and... So he tells her she's like a bird, and they're surrounded by birds, and she's marrying Crane, and there's just a big bird thing <laughs> in Psycho. <laughs> Lots of birds, yada, yada, yada. Watch the movie. <laughs> I think, um, I wonder if he's trying to get her into this private trap conversation which she falls into in the movie and this one she gets saved by the bell and might be a little bit of a hint of her uh, this being a more feminist version where she's like not today <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I got more stuff to do that's Please. right because in the movie she decides to go back to Phoenix and says something about the trap, right? Yeah. She says, like, I don't I don't want to be in this trap anymore or something. Yeah, she's she, yeah, she already echoes. at this point trying to get out of it. And, right. And then she goes back to her room and figures out the cost of what she's going to have to pay back, what she's going to do about the car thing. Right. Let's see. <laughs> 40000 <laughs> <laughs> Seven hundred. Then she flushes the papers and takes a shower, and the rest is history. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's this conversation that we find out, you know, without her being too overt about it, that she's gonna, she's gonna be a good girl and go back home. But this Marion's like, yeah. boyfriend's calling. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thanks for the sandwich. <laughs> I I love that she just dug into that sandwich. Yeah. She's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I want a cookie. <laughs> I want a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's another little 
used it. <laughs> we have a different Marion here. Yeah. And so perhaps her ending is going to be different. All right. Did we get them all? I think so. You've seen it more recently than me, but. Yeah. Um. Did you buy her story? I did. About her childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't just. No, nope, I didn't you see. Make the story about this girl that lives in L.A. No, I bought it. All right. Next, we see Marion walking into room one on the phone with Sam. She asks when he is going to be there. We see Sam at home in his bathroom, and he tells her he is still stuck with a client. She says it doesn't matter. He needs to be at the motel. He says it's not possible right then. She asks what's going on. She's stuck at the shitty motel waiting for him. He says he can't get away. She says she knows it's a surprise, her just showing up, but she has a surprise that'll make him very happy, and the camera cuts to the money in her suitcase. Madeline starts knocking on the bathroom door, yelling Sam's name. Marion can hear her and asks who it is. Sam says it's nothing. Marion says it's not nothing and asks who it is. <laughs> Madeline keeps knocking on the door and yelling at him. Sam hangs up on Marion and comes out of the bathroom and asks Marion what's wrong. He was just taking a piss. She asks if he thinks she's stupid. And I'm going to guess, yes, he must think she's stupid. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> she walks off. Cuts to Marion calling Sam and leaves a message telling him to call her right then. The camera pans up to an embroidery on the wall and we can see Norman's eye watching her through it. Peep, holy goodness here. Yeah, we got people. <laughs> this was the scene where I cringed a few times at Rihanna's line deliveries. Huh. I thought Hi. she was awful pretending to be on the phone with him. Just huh. awful. This wasn't the only one, the only scene that I thought. I didn't think that at all. But I have a, do have a scene where I'd be like, hmm couple lines were a little iffy. Oh. It wasn't this one, though. Man, her line... When she... When he hangs up on her and she calls back and she's like, you call me right now. Oh. <laughs> I, that line just killed me. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard actors talk about one of the hardest things to do is to pretend you're on a phone call. Right. That That's just... Really tough. In fact, sometimes they actually have the other actor on the line. On the line easier. to make it easier. I don't think they did this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was very cringeworthy to me. But man, Sam. What? Wow, Sam. Okay, you're so. just embarrassing me. <laughs> dude, your wife. <laughs> Your wife is confronting you about you possibly having an affair and you sneak in the bathroom to make a phone call. Because he called her. Her phone ring. Yeah. I mean, really? I. At least text, dude. My word. Oh. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. No. In no. any universe. <laughs> no. No, no. She was no, texting you're... him, too. Yeah. Not when your wife is in the house with you. I mean, I, yeah. What? He's such an idiot. Yeah. But yeah, Norman, Norman putting the people through an embroidery, that's pretty genius. Well, yeah. 
you know. He really thought long and hard about this He sure did. He's a peephole master. <laughs> <laughs> We've got things to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Take a Norman's peephole master class. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next, we see Marion turn the shower on and get undressed. Norman is watching her, breathing heavy. Norman steps away from the peephole, and we hear Mother's voice saying, I'm with you, Norman. Don't forget that. This is why you need me. Cuts to Marion getting in the shower. She showers and steps out and says, screw this shit. <laughs> I think that was one of my, possibly my favorite line of hers. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was good delivery, too. <laughs> it, was, it was good. <laughs> Uh, cuts to her walking into the motel office. Norman quickly covers the peephole with a painting. She asks if she can look at the guest registry. She says she was there before with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis. He is supposed to meet her there, and he isn't answering his cell phone, and she wants to check on him, but she doesn't know his actual address. Norman says he knows his wife. Marion says he doesn't have a wife. Norman says he is sorry. His wife is a nice, warm woman, and she seems like a nice woman, too. And Sam has taken advantage of both of both being good people. Marion says it can't be true. She's not stupid. Norman says she just saw in Sam what she needed to see in him. Norman says he was just at the Loomis house the other night and ran, writes down the address and gives it to her and says to go see for herself. She tells him he is wrong and walks out the door. This was my scene where her acting was... A little hard on me. Yeah, it was a little tough in this one, too. Just a few of the little deliveries were eh, yeah. not my best. Yep. She's trying, I think, the only thing to me, it was when she was trying to kind of sweet talk him. And kind of, it was like Marion was acting, trying to be all, oh, you know, I... Right. Just need his address. That's, but I did appreciate when he kind of shuts her down. Then he doesn't know it. She just, the acting goes away. Right. Her face gets dark. That. That was good. I thought, but I struggled a little with the. He doesn't have a wife and stuff before that yeah once she went dark and was like well that's this is not good <laughs> and she's <laughs> suddenly super pissed um and doesn't quite believe him i thought it was pretty good yeah i don't know she's so just... she either is the quickest dresser in the whole world or what was norman doing <laughs> he was in like a weird space-time continuum <laughs> I agree. Because <laughs> he seemed to be taken. It was almost like she got out of the shower and then just disappeared and then just showed up in the office. Right. Like. Because he's like, oh, scrambling. And the first time I watched it, I almost expected her to be like wearing a robe or a towel when yeah. she walked into the motel office. Yeah. That's because it was that it really does make sense. Right. So when she was, like, fully dressed, I was like, hmm, okay. Her hair even looked kind of dry. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't wearing like a shower cap. Nope. So that was weird. Yeah. A little weird, but eh, whatever. But we did get some shower scene shots in her shower. Yeah. And some suspense. Um, like I said, though, I wasn't in suspense. I knew she wouldn't be stabbed here because of the preview. Right, right. I knew there was going to be some car destruction. Well, I just, I didn't think there was going to be either, even though I forgot you had told me about the car stuff. Just Norman didn't seem in that place, you know. Right. I just didn't see it happening, you know. So, but it was fun. I And it was suspenseful. I mean, they sure amped it up and... Yeah. We did, get, we did get some iconic shots from the shower scene. We did. Her smiling, letting the water on her face. Yeah. The shower head. Yeah, there's an overhead shot. I read an article that I'm not a camera geek, but someone geeked out about. I think it was the DP or something. Mm-hmm. They had the DP of The Sopranos, I think, that directed oh. this. Anyway, he geeked out for a minute about one of the camera shots that was over the head. There was like a pretty cool depth of field. And my second time watching after I'd read that article, I was like, oh, yeah, that is really cool. Oh, cool. I took a screenshot. I can put it in the yeah comments when I post this on Facebook. Now, this was, um, we should mention it. This episode was written by Carlton and Carrie, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they took the reins for this one, and rightly so. And I, I think the director I noticed was, I want to say Phil Abrams? Oh, I which, don't know. Which, his name does seem very familiar to me. Like, Well, an Abrams, what's he's his a, name? Was involved in Lost with Carlton, right? J.J. Abrams? Oh, yeah. So maybe it's his brother or something? I don't know. Could be. Maybe. I don't remember who I was... I don't know. I read a pretty good article. I think it was Entertainment Weekly about this episode. And they talked to the director, and I'm pretty sure it was the DP of The Sopranos. And he's done... It, this was not his first Bates um, directing credit. Phil Abraham. Sorry. That's mm, the director. That sounds more like it. Yeah. His son, Mad Men. Oh. Orange is the New Black. Sopranos. They got a good one. Fifteen Mad Men's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay. Um... I thought he handled telling her about Sam's wife pretty good. Yeah, I thought so, because... Well, her first her first thing that comes out of her mouth is that I'm not stupid. Right. It's like she's are on the defensive, because it's like, you know, you're telling me something about my boyfriend that makes me look stupid. And I just... But I'm not surprised Norman Bates would delicately handle something like that. <laughs> no, I'm not either. And 
in a situation like this, like in the position that he's in, why not? I mean, just you don't like Sam. You know he's a jerk. Yeah, I. This is you know it's like I really didn't begrudge him. And he's, he's got no loyalty to Marion. You know, he's just like you know what? I know his wife. <laughs> We're friends. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. No, he, I really didn't have a problem with him spilling the beans. In his mind, he's already blown it with Madeline. He doesn't like Sam. He's got no loyalty to Marion. To Marion, so it's like, guess what? Your boyfriend's married, and I'm friends with her. You know? <laughs> and he's like, well, this is the kind of man I am, Sam. Yep, exactly. What you gonna do about it? What you gonna do? Nothing. He's he got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> and in about an hour I'm going to kill you <laughs> so really what's the harm <laughs> what's the harm <laughs> so next we see Marion pull up outside the Loomis house she can see Sam and Madeline inside Marion gets out and grabs a tire iron from her trunk and smashes out all the windows of Sam's car she goes a step further and <laughs> Oh, she gets the hood of his car good, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Headlights. <laughs> that must have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, did he have a Mercedes? Mm, it was a convertible of some kind. I swear there's a point where you see, like, the little Mercedes insignia. <laughs> and I thought, I huh. Interesting. Mm, I didn't notice I just found it. I, well, two things. He drives a Mercedes, and his wife drives that truck. Just opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, there was a huge difference because you did see her truck in the driveway. So, yeah, big difference between the two. Which I think she was probably fine with that. She seems like an old truck kind of girl, but interesting. And two. He parks his Mercedes on the street, and she parks that old truck in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't seem right or logical. I didn't even think that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not even. It was even across the street from the house. Well, no, just he, he wasn't. His wasn't in across the street from the house. Oh, was it? Uh-uh. She pulled up across the street from the house and walked across the street to his oh. car. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they have one of those rules. Whoever's home first gets the driveway. Yeah. Seemed odd. Plus, if she parked on the street, she'd have little advertising. <laughs> yeah. Because her hardware store was written on her truck. That's true. I don't know. In my household, the nicer car would, if only one car can go in a driveway, which if you have a house, you gotta be, that sucks. You can only have one car and you have to have one car on the street. That really sucks. <laughs> but I think we'd both agree that the nice car goes parked close to the house. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, it was just odd. Um, Sam comes out of the house and yells at her. 
she gets in her car and drives away. Madeline is... She never says a word to him, does she? No. Does she? No. Mm-mm. Madeline is on the porch holding a glass of wine watching. <laughs> Sam walks up and says he can explain. She throws the wine in his face and walks in the house and locks him out. <laughs> <laughs> I like the look on his face when the camera pans oh. out. He's <laughs> just oh. like... I don't know, just kind of like a wah wah. It was the <laughs> doofiest look I've ever seen on anyone's face. It's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I like it how um, Marion like smashes out all of his windows and stuff, and he yells at her, and she walks back to her car, and she just like throws the tire iron in the street, like. Yep. <laughs> that was a good move. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, next, we see Norman walk into the house carrying the food tray. His phone rings, and it's Dylan. Dylan asks why Norman didn't tell him Norma died. Norman says he didn't know how to reach him. Dylan says he could have figured it out. And Norman says, you left, Dylan. You changed your number. You said you didn't want to be contacted. Wrong. Yep. And I was just respecting your rules. Dylan tells him he tried to reach out, and Norman told him they shouldn't speak. Dylan asks why he kept it from him, and Norman says it was too painful. He couldn't bring himself to tell Dylan the horrible truth that she committed suicide. Dylan says that is bullshit. She wouldn't do that. Norman says that is what happened. Dylan says he knew her, and that would never have happened. Norman says he didn't know her that well. He said she had a darkness in her, and she killed herself and died from carbon monoxide asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> He just said that, like, so rehearsed, almost. <laughs> he says she tried to kill them both. It was confirmed by the authorities. <laughs> um, Dylan says he doesn't understand why she would do that. Norman says he doesn't know and doesn't want to discuss it. Dylan says he wants to discuss it. It was She was his mother, too. Norman says it was a horrible tragedy, and tragedies don't make sense. That's why they are horrible. Okay, Norman. Norman says he doesn't want to talk anymore and thanks Dylan for calling and hangs up. He's always polite. <laughs> I know. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Norman sits down and is breathing heavy. We hear Norma call him from the kitchen. <laughs> then she comes out and says, Hi, honey, come and eat. Norman. Sorry, something, something <laughs> happened. <laughs> Norman turns around and Norma is gone. He picks up his phone and looks at it and says, I'm completely losing my mind. And we hear Norma yell, Norman, honey, come on. What do you think Dylan has cooked up at this point? <laughs> Just still confusion? Oh. And just kind of, she'd never, is it, is it just a gut reaction she'd never do that? Or do you think he's, like, accusatory at this point? Um, I think a little accusatory. Yeah. But I I don't think accusatory. I think that's, like, a very small percentage of what's going on with Dylan. I mean, he just found out his mother died. Two, two years, years ago. <laughs> two years ago. And that they're calling it a suicide. And he knows that's, you know, that's not Norma. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows Norma, she would never commit suicide. No. 
you know. So yeah, it's it's got to be shock, confusion. Just I I just can't imagine finding out that my mom had died two years before. You know. Yeah, that would just punch you in the gut. Yeah, I it mean, it would just be so much to process. Like with us, our mom, our mom died just about two years ago. You know. Yeah. We're just over what about three months over two month two two years. Yeah. Can you imagine just finding out and it happened when it happened? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, because you'd have to like readjust. It's your mother. Right. <laughs> That's a big deal. And to readjust your whole last two years. Yes. Having to adjust that she's been dead that whole time. That, dead that whole time. It would be really crazy. Yeah. It would be nuts. Your you world know? would just feel different. Yes. Totally. And everything that had happened would feel different. Yes. Especially he's had a baby during that time. Yeah. You know? So, ugh. Yeah. It just... That's a lot to process for him. Is he yeah. accusing Norman of killing her? I don't think so. I think he just wants to know. I think he's so confused. Like, and I think he's probably like, probably kind of mad at himself. Like, how could I have let this happen? How True. could I have let two years go by and not realize my mom was dead? Yeah. You know, because that would be another thing that you would be dealing with. Like, how's that, that possible? Feels... Yes. Yeah. You know. And then just pure, my mom's dead. <laughs> yes, yes. And then there's that, <laughs> which is a really harsh reality <laughs> in sure. it, in itself, you know. Right. So, I don't think he's at the point of accusing. No, I don't think he's accusing Norman. I just feel like Dylan needs to um, process for a couple days. <laughs> yes. And talk <laughs> some things out with Emma figure some things out and process before he can even move on to go up there. Right. I agree. There would just be so much to like work through. Yeah. Kind of, you'd want to know exactly how she died, the circumstances, and then right. he needs to figure out. Cause you know, those kinds of articles and stuff are usually pretty cagey. Sure. Sure. I don't know if he's going to find any details on the internet or not, but. Right. Yeah. No. I wonder if he, like, not... tries to call Romero. I guess he wouldn't be able to get a hold of him. Do you think he's going to try and call someone else? Chick? I... There's not a lot of people. I There's mean, not a lot of people. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's not like the Bates, they'd only lived in that town just a year and a half or so, you know? Yeah. There's not a lot of people. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, honestly, Chick is probably the one he's the closest to. Right. And Chick could tell him some stuff. Boy, Chick's got some stories. There's <laughs> <laughs> your wealth of information right there. Yep. All you can handle. Yep. No, it'll be interesting, and, well, it's just going to be sad, because we like Dylan so much. <laughs> we do. We just care about him a lot. 
Yeah. But I mean, man, seeing this was a phone call that Norman's been dreading for two years. Yeah. He probably knew it was coming. Sure. Yeah. I'm surprised he outright lied to him. Um, is it because he remembers it different? Like his brain decided to? I think so. Let him off the hook a little bit. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And just remembered it wrong to save himself a little bit. Norman and his shusher, because he outright lies, you know. Right about Dylan leaving and. Because Norman said he didn't want to be contacted. Right, Dylan's the one that reached out to Norman. After Dylan moved, you know. Yeah, and was like, I don't, I don't care to talk to Norma anymore, but you, you know, you're different. Right. And I guess called him from his phone, so let him know it was his number and he had a way to contact him. Well, it was just interesting that Norman said, you said you didn't want to be contacted and I was just respecting your rules. That's wrong. I think Norman is remembering it the way he wants to. Yeah. You know, I think he it's, wants to put it on Dylan. It. The only interesting thing to me about that, not the only one, but a big one is that that's kind of the rules he made for Norma. Right. Right. And he has Norman in his head. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then... I don't the know if means anything. The Norma that calls him into the kitchen and peeks around the corner is like cute little Mama Norma. Yeah, she's laying on the sugar real <laughs> not thick. Not scary head Norma. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> She's the giant biscuits in the morning, Norma. Yeah, and that's that's one of her little tactics. She knows she knows when to be sweet, you know. Come on, honey, turkey pot pie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting that they did that. Yeah, me too. So uh, Emma, and, Emma and Dylan sure like bagels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's a Seattle thing, maybe? Uh, it's a New York thing. <laughs> Coffee, Coffee is a Seattle thing. True. But I guess. Oh, I wanted to talk about the phone thing. He picks up his phone, looks at it, and says, I'm completely losing my mind. What we see is unknown today. That was Dylan. That was Dylan. We see Madeline uh-huh. today. And <laughs> and the only other thing we see is White Horse. Yes. He has it programmed into his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he actually typed it in. <laughs> I have an iPhone. I know. <laughs> I know that screen he was looking at. And that was a contact you have contacted into your phone. That's not a number you just called. So was it him or was it Norma that put white horse in his phone and two why did he say that looking at his phone I don't get it I don't know either that little moment just went over my head yeah when he says that he must be completely losing his mind I don't know what he saw on the phone that made him 
I don't it know. It had to have been either. Unless it was seeing White Horse plus Madeline. Because White Horse would have been Norma. Madeline would have been him. You know what I mean? Well, he called White Horse. Yeah, but he wouldn't have programmed it into his phone just to call him. Right, so unless he's super weird like that. Are you yeah. sneezing again? Yes. <laughs> Something's in the air. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what made him say that. Well, if anyone does out there. Yeah, if anyone has any theories. Because I thought, really I wondered curious. that too. Like, what was it in the phone that made him say that? Don't know. Nope. Okay, we're good to move on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So next we see Norma in the kitchen dishing up dinner. Norman walks in and she asks him to set the potatoes on the table. He walks over and starts making a sandwich and says he is making his own dinner. <laughs> More sandwiches. Um, <laughs> she says that is stupid. And he says it's less stupid than eating pretend food. <laughs> pretty good (laughs) (laughs) she says it doesn't make any sense and that he's confused he says he's not confused he says for the first time in a long time he is finally having some clarity she says nothing like a crazy person person announcing their own clarity (laughs) he says to stop provoking him she just wants him to engage and he's not going to she walks over to him tells him to look at her He says he doesn't want to. She grabs his face and forces him to look at her. He closes his eyes and she tries to pry his eyes open and tells him to stop it. He says, that's horrible. And to stop it, she yells, then look at me. He says, what do you want me to look at exactly? And then she smiles at him and he says, and he says, what? And she says, Norman, what's wrong? Why are you being mean to me? Norman wait, just okay. Norman says, Don't act like her. I know you're not. I made you up. I made all this up. I'm not sure Dylan just called me. I probably made that up too. Oh, that maybe that's why. Is it because it said unknown instead of Dylan? Maybe, but we knew and they knew that he had changed his number, so it would come over unknown. Just it's just odd that he brings that up. Right. It just as maybe that's a clue to why he said that, but I still don't get it. <laughs> I, it still, yeah, it still doesn't really explain it, but it, that could be what he's talking about. Um, yeah, he says, I'm not even sure Dylan just called me. I probably made that up too. She says, no one made anyone up. We all just exist. Like orphan planets spinning around in space with no purpose. It's all real and it's all not real. Norman says, I made you up. She flings a dish off the table and it crashes to the floor. And she says, so that is not real? He says, I made you up. She flings another dish and asks if that was real. He says, I made you up. She starts throwing things all around the kitchen. He keeps yelling, stop it. She yells, then say it's real. It's real. Say it. I'm real. He yells, okay. Okay, mother, you're real. You're real. She apologizes and hugs him and says she is there to take care of him, not to hurt him. Cuts to a wide shot of the kitchen. The kitchen is a wreck, and Norman is standing there kind of leaning forward and says, then why do I feel so horrible, Mother? 
Ugh. Definitely a little paranormal activity vibe to the way he's standing. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, him standing there just kind of leaning awkwardly. Ugh. Yeah, because he's leaning against her. I know. <laughs> so creepy. It's so creepy. So, so this is head Norma, like throwing a tantrum because she doesn't, she doesn't not want to exist, right? Like she's getting scared that he's gonna get rid of her. Um, I thought it was interesting when um after he yells, "Okay, okay, you're real, you're real." She like kind of breaks and and hugs him, and she. It was so interesting that she says she's not there to take care of him. Wait, she's there to take care of him, not. She's there him. to take care of him, right? So, so like she had regrets, right? Which I think is was another one of her tactics. Like I think it was a tantrum. I think it was a tantrum, pure and simple. Yeah, like. She can't stand the thought of not existing. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is, I'm important here. He can't do this to me. He needs me to protect him. Right. And so she flips out because he is being pretty insistent that she's not there. And it, her right, it's insistence like... and her purpose in life is to protect him. And he is not letting her right now. Right. And so she fle- freaks out. Which makes him like, okay, okay, you're real, you know. Well, she just won't let up. She has yeah. an absolute fit. Yeah. Here's it's what's weird. Really interesting. Usually when he's doing this to where he's just talking to air and eating air apparently and all of that, he doesn't act out what she does. But he did here. Because Norma, in fact, threw a tantrum and actually physically threw the food. Right. So he was switching back and forth really fast, and he was actually doing her part, which is impossible to film. So they just did it how they did it. But to have had, I don't know how he did that physically. Yeah, I don't either. And usually when someone has a split personality, they don't talk back and forth like that to each other. So no. it's always been kind of like just another kind of just fugy weirdness about him. Right. Almost like a schizophrenic that he just kind of talks to someone he thinks is there but isn't really. Right. It's just it's all weird. It just is. the fact that she had actually physically thrown the food when we watched the fight... <laughs> it's like, did he like hop to the other side of the table and say his line and throw the food and then hop back to his side? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was an absolutely impossible thing to film. I just wonder. Right. What the bip? But you know, that's what happened. I yeah. mean. And so this was just a really weird. Because they're hugging at the end and it's just him. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> it's just a really weird reality. It is. It is, and I just, it's so, 
crazy, like her, he's trying so hard to get rid of her, and she just throws this tantrum, you know? Yeah, well, she has an important job. She has one job. (laughs) I know, but you would think that if you really care about someone and you see that they're, like, trying to get better, you let them get better. Well, she does at the end. But at this point, she's not ready to do that. And yeah, yeah. Just, so fascinating. It's really weird. I like it. Oh, yeah. And just him at the end. Then why do I feel so horrible, Mother? Oh. It's because she wants to protect him, and she does not want him, you know, like I said, that is her, that is why she was formed. That is her job, is that she protects him from all the memories, and now everything else is bad in his life. Yeah. And women, and that's, you know, that's her job. But she also has her own mind. I mean, yeah, she's a tangible person, really. I know. It's just a part of his mind that has its own personality. <laughs> so, so she can have fits and things and it's it's modeled after after Norma, the queen of fits. Right. <laughs> which is just totally fascinating. <laughs> oh but man. But he's also having an argument that's getting physical <laughs> with himself. Spoiler alert for Fight Club. A little bit like Fight Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Which we yeah. actually got to see some of that physicality. Right. Maybe we will. Maybe. Four more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a little skewed reality, though. You know, you think about carrying that body downstairs and we're like, how did he do that by himself? <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> we, you know, see Vera Farmiga there, and we know she's not really there. Right. But he's doing something that really, in all intents and purposes, requires two people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Let's see. You want to move on? Yep. Sure I'm not missing anything. Next, we see Norman walking to the motel, and he hears glass break inside room one. He knocks and walks in, and Marion is packing, and she knocked over a lamp. Did she knock over it or crash it on the floor because she's pissed? Eh, we didn't see it, so (laughs) we saw it on the floor. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She apologizes about the lamp. She tells Norman he was right about Sam. She says she's checking out. He asks if she is going home. She says she can't go home. She did something before she left, something she can't undo. She says she is in shock. The beautiful, kind man she thought Sam was died that night. She says she doesn't know what to do. Part of her doesn't want to leave because she thinks he'll come looking for her, explain it all, tell her he left her. She starts crying and puts her head on Norman's shoulder, and he awkwardly comforts her for a moment and then gets up and tells her he thinks she should go. He tells her to go right now. He saw the money. She should take it and get away. Forget Sam and just start over. She says she's scared. Norman says what is scarier what is scarier is being trapped in a private trap and never getting what you want. Norman is helping her pack. He tells her to get a new car and phone and anything they can trace her with. She says she doesn't want to take her clothes and tells him to get rid of them. He tells her to go. She hugs him and thanks him and walks out and drives away. Cuts to Marion driving and she throws her cell phone out the window. 
So I missed the throwing of the cell phone out the first, um, the first go round. I just oh. must have looked away the second she threw it out. Uh huh. Anyway, so when he tried calling her and she didn't answer, I was like, "What's up?" Uh-huh. And then when I saw, honestly, this is stupid, but when I saw the phone on the ground, I thought she had gotten in a car accident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was like, well, she died, I guess, in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) She drove into a lake. (laughs) (laughs) I just just thought she was pissed. Because the last last thing I saw was her holding her cell phone. So I thought she was going to get a text or a... Or a phone call from him, and the next thing we see is her coming back to the hotel. But I thought, then when I, just that was the only thing I thought of when I saw that phone on the ground. I was like, oh, she like, like chick, she got caught texting while driving. (laughs) Bates Motel. (laughs) Don't text and drive. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It was what happened when I watched the first time. (laughs) No. But I think her tossing that cell phone is going to it's going to play a part. Hmm. I guess maybe so. I think so. It's going to get found. Sam's message is going to be on there. Well, she's got $400,000. Right. And you can track cell phone towers, uh-huh. you know. You can track right, them. Right, right, right. They can track her. And how many shitty motels are in the area? Eh, yeah. Debates. <laughs> you know, it's all going to come back. You know, Sheriff Green is going to put it all together because Sam's going to go missing. Yeah, well, the They're going to find the cell phone, you know. That was a really weird moment that she leaves her clothes. Yes. And the only other reason they would have done that is so Sam could walk into the room and be like, oh, she just must have stepped out. I'll just wait right. for her. Right. That's the only other reason I could think of. But the other reason is a lot more compelling and makes a lot of sense that they're going to be like, um, where's Marion Crane? We know you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is totally like the movie, except for the, yeah. you know, the clothes are in the trunk of the car, but just coming to find her. It's just, it's a fun twist that he actually didn't kill her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but he still has a secret to keep. I know. That's what's, I know. That's what's I so like great. I like when he saw the, mo- the money and stuff. Yeah. Because that's just going to make him, he's such a bad liar. I know. He's going to try and lie and it's not going to go over well. <laughs> nope. Well, if I had $400,000, I would go do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But I thought that was cute that he's like, oh, she's going to die soon, so out, out, out. I really like that. I really like that. I do too. It was very cute. It just shows how aware he is. He's like, mother is coming any second. (laughs) She's coming and she's murdery. (laughs) (laughs) I no 
know that for for sure now. <laughs> yep, and you don't deserve it. So go 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 go. And yeah. I just love how he's like running around the room, like packing for her. <laughs> I know, and he like trips over the lamp, which was probably a mistake, but they kept it in, and it was great. Yep. <laughs> but I liked when she gives him that hug, and he basically just like throws her off of him and like out the door. <laughs> like go, <laughs> don't hug me. <laughs> That is dangerous. <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> oh, even though she could have no idea. Can you imagine, like, finding out that you were that close to being murdered? <laughs> How scary oh, that man. would be. <laughs> yeah, she's in on, like, the denouement of <laughs> Norman Bates. <laughs> It'd be scary. Yep. <sighs> like the women who told Ted Bundy, no, I'm not going to help you put some boxes in your <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pew! <laughs> God, this broken arm here. I need some help. <laughs> Yeah, there were women that did said not. no. Said no. <laughs> yep. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So next we see Norman in the office repairing the lamp because <laughs> he knows how to solder and stuff. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just thought, oh, Norman, don't repair that lamp. <laughs> it's a lamp. <laughs> no, it's a hotel lamp. I'm sure you didn't spend very much, and that's going to look terrible. A repaired lamp. <laughs> yeah. Um, Norma is standing there and says, you let her get away. Norma says he didn't want her to get hurt. Norma said she was trying to get him to sleep with her, and she knows how much he wanted her. Norma says she was not trying to sleep with him. Then we see headlights outside. Norma says, uh-oh, she's back. <laughs> she's so murdery. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like she's not just, okay, we are in a desperate situation, so I'm going to have to kill this person. No, it's like she didn't want to sleep with him. No. And I think she knows that. I know. Maybe she oh, yeah. does. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe that little part of his brain is like, maybe she did. and. I don't know. It seemed very manipulative and very bloodthirsty. And that She's was such so... an interesting line. You let her get away. Yeah. She is so bloodthirsty. Yeah. It's it's a killer side of him. Yeah. It's not just a hitman raising a gun to him. Mm-mm. I guess we knew that with Blair Watson and with... Uh, Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um... Norman gets up and looks out the window. It's Sam. Norman says, I hate him. <laughs> Norman says, he reminds me of your father. It's a, a selfish, self-centered asshole. Norman says he's glad Marion got away. Cuts to Sam walking into room one. Her suitcase is on the bed. He looks around for her, then calls her cell phone. He leaves a message explaining he is sorry. He's been living in hell lying to her. He says he will wait for her in the shitty motel room. Then Sam looks down and looks at the wine stain on his shirt. 
So was the room just open? Must have been, and it was just open for Norman to just walk in on her. He didn't even, I, I didn't even hear a knock. <laughs> there was a soft knock, because I didn't notice oh, the knock okay. the first time, but I did the second time. But it's like one of those knock as you walk in knocks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, if he saw the money, he had been standing in the doorway for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he watched and then knocked. Yeah. Because she had it zipped up. And was already moving it by the time he made his presence known. Right, right. So, yeah. Room one is just anyone can come in. So, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) The little, you may want to, um, yeah, what's the word? You may want to, um. Can't think of how to say it. Engage the chain <laughs> lock. <laughs> <laughs> like those, like those in inside hotel room locks. Yes. <laughs> like the little claw thing. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not a chain anymore, are they? They're like, uh-uh. although it could easily be a chain at that shitty hotel. <laughs> I'm sure it's a shitty. <laughs> it's funny that they both called it that. I guess he called it that because she did, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, when Sam walked in, did you think he was going to get killed? Yeah. Yes. Definitely, I was on to it when he showed up. And I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think it until he was actually in the shower. Because I still... I wasn't expecting the shower scene this this episode. Oh, I totally was. I just wasn't. I I knew they only had Rihanna for a couple episodes, and I knew the story was going to progress past Psycho. Well, I thought I had heard that she had had like a four-episode arc, so I thought there was still going to be one. I still thought it was going to be her, most likely, that got killed. In the shower, so I just I just wasn't expecting it this episode. I was thinking more like the penultimate episode, you know. Hmm. I thought it's possible that next episode will be the shower scene after it didn't happen the first time, like right after it didn't happen. Right. I thought, oh, she's going to be taking another shower, and she. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I thought. But then when Sam showed up, I just started putting the pieces together. Mother got all murdery about him. It's basically, you know, talking Norman into killing him. And so I'm like, yeah, shower scene, shower scene. I just, it didn't occur to me that they wouldn't not do a shower scene. So it was either going to happen to Marion in the next episode. But when Sam showed up, it was like, no, this is going to be it. Nice. And I was delighted when I showed him in the shower. As soon as I saw him in the shower, I was like, oh, it's going to be him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this was just so delightful. <laughs> I just loved this so much. <laughs> Me too. Well, next we see Norman and Norman in the office. She asks if he remembers when he was little and his dad would get so scary and they would hide. Norman says, stop talking like you're her. We both know you're not. She says, you're a big boy now. <laughs> Let's talk on an even level, one adult to another. Your mother suffered. Norman says, you kept me from feeling things, didn't you? Feeling bad things? 
She said, yes, that's why you created me. When you were little and you were so scared and your dad got violent and your mom was so scared over and over and you were so afraid that you sent me out to fix things for you. Things that you couldn't stand to feel because they were so painful and so scary and you were so little. She just says that he was so little so many times. I know. I know. It's interesting. Um, Norman says, so you've always been there with me to keep me safe. She says, yes, we were two parts of the same person. Both are very real, but there's one thing you don't know. The pain that I kept you from feeling. You need to feel it like Adam wanting all the knowledge and eating the apple in the Garden of Eden. You get the truth, but you also see the pain. We are partners now, Norman. You have no choice. We are on even footing. Your father was bad and scary man. We wanted to protect her. You wanted to protect her from him and you couldn't. Norman says, I did want to, Mother. It killed me that it was that I was so small that there was nothing I could do. Norman says, Norma says, but you thought about it. You thought, when I'm big enough, I'm going to kill him. Norman says, I did. I wanted to save her. She was so sweet. She didn't deserve it. She says, but you couldn't save her. All you could do was watch. Watch her get abused. Norman says, I don't want to feel this. Norma says, she wanted, you wanted to know the truth? He says, I don't want to know anymore. She says, you wanted to understand who I am? <clears throat> Norman says, never mind, I'm sorry. <laughs> she yells, it's too late, Norman, it is here. He breathes heavily and says, oh my God. She says, there is one thing that stops you from feeling it. It's what I've always done for you. It's what you wanted to do to your father. It's what you want to do to that asshole inside that room. He's bad, Norman, like your father was. He's hurting innocent people like your mother, using that, using them, <laughs> using them like trash. You're not too little now, Norman. We see Norman open the drawer of the desk and walk out of the office and into room one. Sam's in the shower. Norman walks into the bathroom and flings open the shower curtain and stabs Sam. After Sam falls out of the tub, Norman says, oh, mother, what have I done? So, pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. So we kind of get the origin story of Norman. Yes. Um, maybe it happened earlier than we might have thought. Earlier than I suspected. And it just breaks my heart to think of like a toddler, a like a child. You know, I, I think of him. Um, so powerless. Yeah. Like I picture him at, at like, you know, as young as like three or four, you know, witnessing this horribleness, watching his mom that he loves so much get abused. And he has to create this other mom. Which is, you know, quite a lesson to women that are being abused. That <laughs> Yeah. Even though he's only hurting you, not your child, it's still hurting the child. Still hurting the child, right. What's so interesting about this, so he created this overprotective, you know, mother persona who fiercely protects him and keeps him from feeling bad things when, like, real-life Norma fed into that like she did that too <laughs> you know well he created her right <laughs> yeah it was pretty spot on how confusing would that be though that well very like confusing your imaginary mom is a lot like your real mom <laughs> yeah 
you know. And we see the confusion. We've seen the confusion for years yeah. now. It's just so interesting. They're just so alike. He couldn't tell them apart. It's so interesting, and I, I really like this little, like, getting to know Norman more, because, you know, Psycho the movie is just, it's so amazing, and it's so great, but it's still just so, without Bates Motel, you're still like, what the hell was wrong with Norman Bates, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> You know. Yeah, well, in the book, Norman Bates is uh he's an actual cross dresser. Mhm. And he's also a little into like sadomasochism, which isn't I need to read the book. We need to do I need to read yeah. the book. I never have. Yeah, I'd read it again and we yeah. do a analysis of it podcast. Cuz it is, it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. He's a honest to goodness cross dresser like Norman, not the mother. Right. Huh. But yeah, we don't get a lot, and that's why I was so excited that the series was happening and I'm like, Oh man, I hope it's good. Right, right. What a what a rich material that Psycho creates but doesn't answer for. Yeah. I mean they do, that detective does but not enough you want a lot more right what a great thing this show is because i just love the way they i just thought they did such a right still still doing great i mean i i really love this scene between norman and norma because it it just kind of just clarifies all the little fuzziness like you have an idea of what's going on and you know but it's it's laid out here you know it's laid out for him and it's fascinating to watch him come to grips with it and like realize it and then become like it's just crazy that he's the one that kills Sam (laughs) Yeah, and I love that she talks about Norma in a yes, third-person yes. way. Like, she totally drops that she's her. And it's like, okay, well, I'm I'm this person. Right, I love that. Let's talk about Mother for a minute and your history with her. That I love that. Cool. I love that, that she is self-aware, like, okay, I'm in your head. <laughs> <laughs> she existed. I took a little... Yeah, it was interesting. I took a little issue with her talking about Adam when actually it was Eve. And so she talks him she talks Adam into it. I just I thought it was strange that I don't know, maybe I know. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they just don't know. <laughs> Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and then the writers, but um just interesting. Especially when they're kinda I don't know. I think it's very common knowledge that Eve was the first one and got Adam. I think so. That was odd that she kind of put it on Adam. Um, really sad that I don't know if he started, if he just had like buyer's remorse. 
when he starts saying, I don't want it anymore, I don't want it yeah. anymore. Because it seems like he wasn't getting it yet. Yes. And because it, I think it's, you know, it'd be hard to argue that there's an actual spot where she's like, there you go. <laughs> so I think he just kind of had like a buyer's remorse there. He's like, I don't want, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> it's like you're standing at the edge of a cliff about to repel down and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I Maybe I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, he even says, like, never so mind. I'm now. sorry. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always polite. Too too much. <laughs> Always polite. He is. <laughs> he just, I just love him. <laughs> and after this scene, I just love him even more. Like, oh. No. You know, poor little baby Norman. I know. Just a coping mechanism and that went terribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He was just a sweet baby. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet baby angel Norman. (laughs) Oh. I'm so excited to see, but I know it's going to break my heart all around. Because I really do. <laughs> Something about this episode just made me mama, mama bear him so much. And just, oh. Well, what was it about getting all that knowledge and deciding, yep, I'm going to kill Sam? Was it just that he was talked to? Yeah, I think or? so. Because... Do you think there was just so much trauma <laughs> occurring at once that he's just like, oh, I need to Well, kill that's the thing, because, you know, this this murderous woman that he, that was inside of him, he created. So he is a murderer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been a case of a personality disorder that killed someone and he's gotten off or something. Is that a, you know? I bet there has been. I bet there has been. I mean, th- isn't that what the movie Primal Fear is about? Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a big spoiler. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good yes, movie. Yes. <laughs> Ed Norton. I think, it's his, I think it role. is his first role, yeah. This is his first? Well, his first, like, major role. He might have had some minor stuff, but, I mean, that's, yeah. I just remember being blown away. I had I didn't see it right when it came out, so I saw it years later when I'd already seen him in, like, American History mm-hmm. X and stuff, but I remember still being blown away by that. Oh, it's amazing. Just so amazing. Good. And it wouldn't surprise me if that movie's based on Lucy on a true story or, you know. Huh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I loved it. I loved Or was it the fact that they had merged a little bit, so now he's got the murderous mother just hanging out that kind of took a little bit of control <sighs> in that situation? Did they I merge? think they merged. So maybe he's awake, but and having some sort of like he's not blacked out, but he's has 
definitely has some sort of control over what he's doing, but not enough or maybe not full. I don't know. I don't know. It to where he feels culpable for right. what he did, but was mother kind of doing it? I don't know. Cuz it did feel like there was like a merging of thoughts and memories and feelings and everything, you know. Well, I don't think there's any other way to interpret Mm-mm. that scene. Mm-mm. Was it they were kind of merging right. together? I don't know if it was full. If know. it's full, we need to see we more need, episodes. We need four more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, if it's full merging, then, like, we really don't get much more Vera unless they do it as in Vera plays him and he plays, you know, kind of like the the first bar scene when they're talking about when they're just sitting at the bar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I think if they merge, it would be more like there's no more blackouts. It's just kind of right. they talk to each other in his right. brain. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like we were saying last night doing the the feedbacks. You know, we're in uncharted waters now. <laughs> so we right, yeah. we don't have our little security blanket of psycho <laughs> to guide us <laughs> or to at least give us context or reference. You know, that's just mm-hmm. gone. So I have no idea what they're gonna do, but I trust them and I can't wait. <laughs> yep. So, all right, well. Well, I just want to talk about this stabby scene. Stabbies. (laughs) Just, um, just thrilling. Oh, and I'd like to point out that was kind of weird that they played a Royal Order. I know. (laughs) When I played one like two episodes ago. (laughs) Oh, did you? (laughs) Oh, they did. I did in Dream. Oh, did you? You're not, like, not listening to the podcast this year. (laughs) You're trusting me. I just, uh, I'm just not, usually when I listen to podcasts, it's at work and I'm sitting at my desk and I just haven't been able to do that the last like three weeks. So, yeah. Wow. So. Anyway, yeah, I did. Like the one where Caleb dreams about Norma all the time. Oh, that's a perfect song for that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. No, I was so happy to hear the Roy on this. I... Cam and I just both adore him and listen to him a lot. <laughs> he, I don't listen to him a lot. I used to, but I've definitely listened to him a lot in my life. And you can't. I haven't recently in the last few years, but he has this like erythral, erythral. What's that word? Erythral. I know the word. Ethereal. Ethereal. Yes. <laughs> quality to his yes. voice and his musical yes. style that just is absolutely unparalleled. Yep. It's it's haunting and it's beautiful. I don't know. There's just something about Roy yep. Orbison. Yeah, you can't have our dad as our dad and not love Roy Orbison. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I guess we got totally. it. Totally. <laughs> He's one of dad's little man crushes but uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Him and Paul Simon. <laughs> Johnny Cash. <laughs> or Neil. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Cam and I listen to Roy quite a bit. <laughs> He's one of our go-tos, like when we're, I don't know, cleaning the garage or doing something outside. It's just, I don't know, we put on Roy. With, yeah, with, good, good he's choice. a camping camping CD as well. <laughs> Emily approves. So, yeah, as soon as I heard, I was like, oh, yes. As soon as I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was great. That was a great song to go along with that scene. <laughs> yeah, it was um, sad mm. thinking about Norman. Yeah. But, you know, he handled it. I was all right for a while, yep. you know. I don't know. Yeah. Good. And haunting. But he's always haunting to me. Always. Oh, I yeah. No, I, I get exactly what you mean when you call him haunting. There is mm-hmm. just something about his voice that it is. It's a little haunting. Yeah. Anyway, um, I really loved the second. So the second he's in the shower and we're getting the iconic shower scene mm-hmm. but we have um Sam I was like okay you can totally do the death scene I just I was really more than I ever have in my life was jonesing for like the shots that they actually did I love the sliding down mm-hmm. the wall he didn't raise his nope. arm out did he that's okay but the slide down the wall and the grabbing, grabbing the, the shower, shower curtain. curtain. Although they used a different angle. We know the shower Oh, my curtain. gosh. <laughs> we couldn't know it any better. <laughs> Maybe if we had edited the film, 7862. Yes. <laughs> but it used a different angle, which was cool. Yes. But the, and, the, you know, the eye shot was perfect. I mean, he looked so good. Yes. It was yes, so good. the eye shot was really good. They didn't do it exact where it like pans out for so long. No, but they did. But that's totally. They did cut cool. back to the shot. Yeah, and they did the overhead shot that. Uh, well, they no. Let's see. They did the overhead shot with her. Did they do it with him too? Yeah, they totally did it with him. Um, the little the differences. Well. They did it a lot. Most of the shots were, um, you know, in Psycho, it's it's famously um, cagey, where you think you're seeing her being right. stabbed, but you never do. You see blood dripping, but you don't right. see it on her body. Things like that. You see it dripping into the tub, and they did that yes. shot, too. Um, so it was cool to see all those shots and to be able to see his yes. knife wounds. And all of that. So that was cool. Because they couldn't do the, for um, the 60s psycho, they couldn't do the the overhead shot with her body draped like that. Um, It was on the storyboard, but they just couldn't. It was, I think, just too graphic. But they did it in the um, psycho remake. They did the one shot that Hitchcock didn't get through. Yeah, but it was just, it was fun. So I have a little uh, story from the interview I read with the director. He's the one that 
it actually it had the director and it also had um, I forget his name at this moment who played Sam Loomis. He talked about filming uh-huh. the scene, and he said that the director himself was the one. He had a can of fake blood and he had a paintbrush and he was the one flinging it on them. And they said that he just had so much fun. And someone told him that, you know, we have professionals that can do this. And he's like, no way. (laughs) They said he was like a kid in a candy store (laughs) is what he said. (laughs) And he was just having a ball, just spreading this blood everywhere, flicking it everywhere. But yeah, the director did that himself. And had a grand old time. That's awesome. And they do a pretty good um, picture of... Again, the actor, he's got his, like, little nude Speedo on, and he's just, like, laying in this, like, totally bloody tub, and he's all bloody, and he's just like, (laughs) How fun for that actor. Like, I get to, (laughs) I get to be the other shower scene. (laughs) (laughs) The gender role thing switched was funny, because just the day before, was it the afternoon it aired? I put a little thing on our Facebook, kind of where I was defending the stunt Oh, yeah. Um, Stunt casting of Rihanna. Yeah, because I was really getting reflective about it, thinking, you know what? This is an iconic enough scene that it's kind of cool to do it. And and then I'm like, you know, Rihanna doesn't mean that much to me because I don't know her that well. But I thought, how cool would it be if it was someone that actually does mean a lot to me? To where this would be very right, shocking. Right. I mean, you know, renege all of it because... It actually didn't happen <laughs> with the stunt cast actor. But just the thought of having them do this iconic scene with someone that actually means a great deal to me or someone I follow really closely. And so I put a few people out there and a few of them were men. And it's like, you know, just doesn't matter. Gender, it doesn't matter. Just who would it be like shocking to you and. Anyway, it turned out to be a flip gender, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I love it. Loved. I think my favorite thing in the whole world was the, oh, oh mother, what man. have I done? Oh, I, that was my favorite twist and switch of the is entire that is, night. That is such that a line. game changer. Yeah. So great. It just, it told us that the game has changed. Nothing else did it as right, clearly right, as that. Right, exactly. And I just love it. It's just all they did was change one word <laughs> Yeah. of that line from the movie. That's just amazing. And and that changes everything. <laughs> yep. It's brilliant. I, I love it. <laughs> well, I... Ratings wise, I mean, this is a five. If there's ever been a five, this is a five. Five stabbies. Let Iggy <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> yep, this yep. was a fiver. For sure. Yeah, can't get much better. And that's a five without chick. So, yeah. Whoa. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's something. Yeah. Do you have a what the bip? The scene of Norman looking at his phone. Yeah. Thinking he's gone insane. I'm just... I was waffling between that one and 
Rihanna getting dressed so fast after stepping out of the shower. (laughs) (laughs) But the phone one, because that's just TV magic. The phone, something was significant there, and neither of us know what it is. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess what it... So is that unknown caller? Could he just be sitting there going, if it's an unknown caller, that means it could be anyone. Does he think he just made up the phone call with Dylan and then it was someone else he was talking to? You know? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I bet I knew that there was a clue there when we started talking about that next scene. He was probably looking at his phone at that moment saying, was that real? Did Dylan really call me? Let me check. And being like, right, I can't say. Right, because it's unknown. That's... So I can't right. clarify this. Right. I just wonder what made him, what part of it made him feel like he blacked out or that right. that wasn't I don't reality. Know. What, what tipped him off? That I don't possible? know. So, yeah, that is a what the bip. Yeah. So, do you have anything else on this one? Did you I didn't. next week? I'm not going to say anything, and I am going to declare right now that that's the last one. I was going to say, you know what? I don't want to know. I want to I wanna go I'm dark going for the next four. So, we're yep. going dark no more spoilers. spoilers, guys. Last four episodes, yep. we're winging it. <laughs> yep. It's interesting, and it's it was a fun little <laughs> it was a fun little preview. I gotta say, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to this episode. Um, and they had some really funny music that was kind of capering. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> You'll have to watch it after you watch. I it. will. So yeah. But yeah, I'm done. That's the last. Yeah, one I'm let's go dark. So don't send in spoilers. Don't talk about the preview yeah. and your feedback. Don't post it on the Facebook or Twitter. Weird. Yeah, we're going to yeah. stay away. So. Because like it, I'm really disappointed that I knew that she had um, yeah. wrecked his car. Because that ruined yeah. the power scene for me. I was still, I had a great time watching, and I was still so surprised that Sam got it in the end. But, but yeah, no, that's a bummer. I didn't have any tension. Yeah, when she was that's in a the bummer. Because there should have been. Yeah. But that's bad. Yeah. I hate it when they do that. They should know better. Yep, I heard it's it's not the show creators that do it, though. It's totally the network, and the network doesn't right. care as much as... You know, well, Mad Men was different. That was always famously cagey. <laughs> well, AMC did it with the latest Walking Dead. Well, they just... Something happened at the very end of the one episode where it's like, ooh, I wonder what happened to that person. And then on the next step, you mm-hmm. see that person is just fine. And it's like, oh. Yeah, that- well, I guess that wasn't such a cliffhanger. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that could have been a really good yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So, nope. I agree. I'm going to, 
I've I guess I've seen this one. But, so the last three, <laughs> I don't want to know anything. Cool. Cool. Good episode. This one I'm going to go back to just for fun Heck once in a while on its own. Like the Last Supper. I do that with oh, the Last Supper once in a while. There's a couple episodes that are just so good on their own and just so pleasurable to uh. watch. Um, what's the one last season? The one with Chick and the window refraction? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. That's one I just watch, and the other one where they get married. Yes. Till Death Do Us Part. I just watch those, but that's just because I'm a Romero <laughs> shipper. I want some Romero, and I want him soon. Oh, he's got it, yeah. I know, <laughs> I'm right? I'm impatient. <laughs> yeah. Getting impatient. Look at him, and then he'll die. I know, it's going to be awful, though, when we get him. <laughs> Maybe I don't want him. I'm getting the bravado back. <laughs> bravado now, feet yep. up in the corner later. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Day at Maggie's Romero. Stay there forever. <laughs> Or just die. Just die quietly in your sleep while you're talking. so lame. Would that be the lamest? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I could just see the Romero fans just getting Oh, that would be so awful. <laughs> oh boy. So... All right. Well, next week, week? send in your feedback. Yes, mother podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I wish I knew what the title was. That I don't mind knowing. Oh. I don't even want to know that. Hmm. I already told you one. I think it's the eighth one. I think I know two (laughs) coming up once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, all right. <clears throat> all right. Well, until next time. Yeah, send in feedback. Four more. Yeah. Let's get through this together. Make us do two yes. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, chill your own ass. <laughs> Bye.